only thing is with R. Kelly as well, which is very problematic and like just, I'm not sure if I should bring it up because it makes me look bad, is he called himself the Pied Piper at one stage and yeah. everyone knew about these yeah. allegations and we still were all singing the Pied Piper ah, when he was singing. Ew, that no, is, no. I'm, why I'm saying that is because you were talking about intent and he had songs with Aaliyah, her whole album was called like Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. He had, he was then calling himself the Pied Piper. So he's putting it into the music and I think, when it comes to that point now, we have to really look at the whole thing and make yeah. it in to, to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to The Conversation podcast coming to you from the fantastic Women of Power UK. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Um, we are going to be chatting about some really interesting things today, and I'm joined, as always, by some incredible women. So how are you doing, Georgina? Great, thank you. I'm Georgina. I'm a resident book lover and pop culture fanatic. And today we're talking about the line between art and its creator. Set to be a really interesting episode. Nish, do you want to tell us a little bit more about it? For sure, yes. Hey guys, I'm Nush and I'm a presenter and general lover of life. We're going to be chatting about whether it's possible to separate art and its creator and what duty we have as feminists. I'm really excited to get stuck in today. What about you, Cheryl? I agree. But before we do, don't forget you can reach us everywhere on the internet at theconversation.com, spelt C-O-N-V-E-H-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N. Make sure you type it in right. And also at Women of Power UK on all our social platforms. Please do get involved with us on the topic as well. I'm Cheryl. I'm a presenter and social activist from Croydon. Uh, amazing. So in the spirit of the topic, I thought we could start with a fun little segment to start off with. Guys, what is your problematic fave? Okay, so this is something that you can't help but love, despite your better judgment as a feminist. Who wants to go first? I guess I shall start because mine is very problematic <laughs> and I literally cannot kick the habit. It doesn't matter what I hear about this person, I am not giving up the records. I've already told everybody that I am not giving up my music. R. Kelly, I'm so sorry. <gasps> I am so sorry. Oh. Scandalous. <laughs> I know. I, it's so bad. Like, literally, there's so many stories about him and underage girls. There's so many times he's been to court and, like, out-of-court settlements. And I literally, when it, I don't want to say it, but I really just, I just want the music. I just really love his music. He's amazing. And I feel like if I get rid of his stuff, I have to get rid of Aaliyah. I have to get rid of all the people he produced. I just can't You don't want to do start, the, like, too uh, much of a start the snowball. No. Oh, so God. bad. Don't judge. Um, well, for me, I would have to say um, probably Chris Brown. Oh, after yeah, after Rihanna Gate, um, that was yeah, that was pretty bad to be fair. And um, they're probably about maybe three or four years where I didn't really listen to his music. I stopped buying stuff, but I must admit, like Georgina said, you can't deny that he is a really talented, talented singer. And um, I try to separate the <laughs> the music from the, the person. Yeah. And that's also a tricky one because over the years as well, things come out um, that weren't disclosed when it first comes out. So things mm. actually about 
provoking and I think we don't always discuss the other side as well yeah. mm, so there's some things that's like oh but we talk about more but yeah agreed I, I'm totally with you on the whole Chris Brown front I it's totally my guilty pleasure but I think overall my the problem the thing that I just face with this is just music in general mm. because like I'm sorry but the big booty bitches songs are sometimes <laughs> bangers <laughs> I can't As help it. You're just big booty. They talk about you. You should be happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I think it's a compliment, but um, but yeah, I just you know what I I like to bust a leg to it, and mm. and I can't help it. So it is it is a real a real prob. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any more? I I mm, I really I can't believe I'm going to admit this. I really like watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh. I really like oh. watching it. I really enjoy it. I really do. And I know that they're not great. They're not good role models. And I know every time I watch it, I feel like I'm going, oh, my gosh, why am I enjoying this so much? I just love it. Um, but to be fair, I don't really keep up with it. I don't keep up with the Kardashians that much. When it's on, though, I do enjoy it. But I realize the one that has I've really struggled with recently is um, the TV show Master of None. Um, oh, and anything basically that. that Aziz Ansari is in since all of that came out, I just I don't, I don't know how I feel. And it makes me feel really uncomfortable watching him on the screen and watching him in Parks and Rec and stuff. But I just, oh, I just it's love him. Content. I just love him. Oh, it really makes me unhappy. So <laughs> it's a hard that one. would got, be mine. We definitely have some problematic faves there. Totally, <laughs> yeah. And I think we've touched on some really interesting things. I mean, there's been a lot here already about music, music in general. I think a lot of people would say that music is perhaps one of the easier ones to separate mm. art from the creator. What do you guys yeah. think? Because obviously there are certain things for me that... comedy is one where I really struggle if somebody if for example Louis C.K if I I struggle now to find him funny um, and same with Aziz Ansari to be honest but something like music or film where it's there's more of a separation do you guys feel that it's easier to make that separation in your minds I think it's sorry I think with music I think it's it depends on what they're singing about like obviously Chris Brown we know the situation that happened with him and Rihanna but when you're listening to the songs, he's not talking about beating up women. So you kind of put that to the back of your mind. And I think that's... He is difficulty. talking about violating women a lot of the time, mm. though, in, like, sexual ways. Well, it's know, not, not, like... Without consent. He doesn't talk about Didn't that. Did no. publicly forgive him? She did. So mm. when that happened, mm. I kind of felt a bit like, oh, well... And then, she like you said, there was, there was stories coming out about maybe provoking... Um, which doesn't make it right. Which does not make it right in any way, shape or form. No. But the fact that she still had a relationship with him, still, I think they were friends at one point after this happened, I kind of subconsciously separated the two. I don't excuse what he did. It was still very wrong that he did, but I just felt that, well, if they've sorted it out, whatever's mm. gone on. Who am I to uh, mm. sit in my house Hold and worry about it too much? I'm enjoying the music. Yeah. <laughs> but that, isn't that the thing, though? We just are kind of being selfish and just like, yeah. I enjoy it. Totally. It didn't do it to me, so mm. I'm going to carry on listening. I don't know if that's a good no, approach. It, but then, possibly not, but, mm. you know. It is difficult. I think yeah. we all do. I think everyone does bad stuff in their life, though. I think everyone, yeah. I don't know, there, there must be so many more musicians and actors and people who we admire who do stuff wrong. We don't hear about it. And we're yeah. still, you I know, I think that, that's one of the keys is that we're putting these people, 
granted, they've put themselves in that situation by, you know, becoming famous, actors, singers, mm. whatever. And we subconsciously, sports people, we put them on a sort of a pedestal mm. as though they're a, a higher standard to the average person. Mm. And what we do have to remember is that they are human. Mm. They go through a lot of stuff as well. But whereas we can have a meltdown and have a, a, a moment in public or just amongst friends mm. and family, they're literally doing it in front of the whole world. I do so sometimes the spotlight wonder. is a bit more on... Yeah, sorry. I do sometimes wonder if maybe because they're famous and they create content that we like, mm. we are just a bit more forgiving. Because you say, yes. you know, for example, you have a meltdown. You see recently the guy from the Ryanair man mm -hmm. who was yeah. incredibly racist to the woman sitting next to him. He then went on to a show and said, I'm not racist. I just had I had a bad day. I was in a bad mood. And everyone was still kind of like, mm -mm, no, mm -mm, doesn't okay. that doesn't yeah. work. And yet somehow a lot of the time when people have good content connected to them or we really like we're kind of like oh, okay I guess right. so we'll let sure. it off it was one well, yeah. slip up yeah, yeah you, that's you, a were, good point. you must have been stressed or whatever whatever I think we are sometimes a bit more almost too generous yeah. and I think I am really I have a I, I sometimes find myself cancelling as it were too many people perhaps in my mind um I think I'm probably quite harsh with it where I really do find it uncomfortable with certain things. Who have you cancelled? Oh, well, I've got my scroll. <laughs> it's gone out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it really hard when I find something out about somebody to forget it and to enjoy the stuff that they create. So even, obviously, everything with Harvey Weinstein, mm. he has been involved in so many films. And now I think about every single one and I think about the people in those films and I think about the people who might have known about it. And, oh, I just find it, it's a big struggle for but me. But don't you find as well with things like that, with the Harvey Weinstein thing, I think it's, it's more difficult to to cancel everything that he's done because so many people are involved. I yeah. think it's it's exactly like the whole Bill Cosby situation. Mm -hmm. Like Bill Cosby obviously has now been found guilty, but the Cosby show still holds a place for me in that time because the show wasn't about what he was doing. No. It was totally separate. And there was other people who were involved in that. There's other actors and actresses who were really like that gave them a platform at that time. And they, they, were, be and they were good role did, models. True. And mm. the show was still a good role model a as a show. pioneering. It was an amazing show. Yeah, so I think yeah. I can cancel him, mm. but I'm not going to cancel the Cosby show because I feel like that wasn't him on his own. Totally. Yeah. He was the anchor, but it wasn't just him that made that. And it's the same thing as I was saying with R. Kelly. Yes, he made those songs and that's him, but when he produces someone like Aaliyah, say, I'm not cancelling Aaliyah because mm. she worked with him. What would it, you... it just depends on whether how involved they were and knew what they were doing. Because mm. mm. I, I think know. that's an important thing, the idea of um, whether we know or not if they were, if everyone was complicit or if mm. they know. Because I, in my mind, I would say that anyone who knew at least a little bit, heard of the allegations or anything like that and still continued to work. Uh, I mean, again, mm. I bring it back to Harvey Weinstein because that was such a huge thing where a lot of people, there's no way that they didn't know, yeah. didn't hear. Mm. And I... I, I feel what do you think about complicity and is that a an important thing to, to think about basically is definitely it, is, is that a thing um when you say about complicit i think i'm quite hard-lined in in the way i see things sometimes i do definitely see shades of gray but when we're talking about people being complicit in things i think you, you're almost as guilty as the person that's doing it it's like it, we mentioned about just now with that the, the issue with the Ryanair and the guy ranting at that woman. There were other people there. Nobody went over and mm -hmm. told him to stop or to to shut up. The Ryanair um, 
members of staff. They did. They didn't really do anything to sort the situation out. Mm. It just leaves a really sour taste in your mouth. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think in that situation, yeah, I think it's hard in showbiz, and I think it's hard in the workplace mm. when you have worked your absolute arse off for mm. what you've got and whatever, and then by you know sharing certain information, it could affect your position. And yeah. I've actually I've been in a position where I've I had a job and I and I loved my job and it was going really well, and then I felt like my boss was being a bit inappropriate, and then I was torn between the lines of like actually. I love my job and I want to say, but I don't agree with the way he's treating me. So what do I do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's an interesting hard. thing as well, because obviously the com- uh, being complicit, because in my mind, I was kind of thinking about people that they were like fellow people in the same position. But you forget that obviously anyone who has experienced the discrimination mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the abuse you could, if you're applying that same rule, they could be seen as being complicit, which actually, when you think about it, isn't really fair because they're the ones being exploited. Yeah. And is it their duty to try and help other people who might have it? or, or... And they're not in a position of power. That's yeah. what you've got to remember as well. What was really interesting, what came up with the Harvey Weinstein situation was um, there's an actor, I'm sure we all know him, black actor called Terry Crews. Mm. And he came out and he spoke about that and he said, you know, Harvey Weinstein sexually assaulted me in the presence of his wife, I believe it was, you know, touched him inappropriately. Terry's wife? Or no, Harvey's his, wife? In, no, as in Terry's wife. Terry's I think, wife. Yeah, it was an awards thing or some event or something they went to and he touched mm. him. And he felt as though he couldn't say anything. Yeah, he felt as though he couldn't say anything at the time because, you know... He, he's a black guy in Hollywood. He's he's trying to do well. Harvey Weinstein is incredibly influential. He could make life really difficult for you. So when people jump up and say, oh, well, why didn't people say something before? Why didn't these people say... It's easy to say that when, like you, like Nush said, you've worked your whole life. You know, this guy could literally be the difference between giving you the opportunity to get this amazing role do you try and out him? And even if you do, look at the Jimmy Savile thing as well. Mm. Who's going to believe you? How many people believe you? So that's True. another thing. But if we're talking about people in the same level, then yes, definitely. Mm. I think it's a difficult one. Like you say, it depends on the power that you have. But there are cases, obviously, where people are working for that person and they haven't said anything mm. because of their, like you say, because of their position. So I think it is, it is difficult mm. to separate really difficult and there's a load of people that Harvey Weinstein apparently there's lots of women who were supposed to be big actresses that he you know got rid of Mm. um blackmailed blackballed them around town and now they're bringing um lawsuits against him yeah so that could be you if you would put that person that said something Mm. so you have to keep all of that in mind when thinking about whether those people were complicit Mm. yeah Yeah. and it's an interesting thing that I want to touch on about um rather than just somebody involved who is bad or has Mm -hmm. done something bad, the idea of like an intention and whether an intention is important in art because there's a really, really interesting um, essay from the 60s um, called Death of the Author and it's about the idea that um, we have to... The the quote is, to give a text um, an author is to impose a limit on that text. So it's the idea that for any sort of art we have to pretend that there is no creator to it in order to be able to put your own analysis on it but I think there are certain things where for example the films of Woody Allen mm, where a lot of very problematic um, obviously things in his own life have come out and then you look at his films and you go oh 
that was that was a little bit of intention there. It's, it seems like he's putting himself in. So is it important or is it necessary or is it possible to be able to go, what were what were their intentions or just ignore it entirely? Because I, I kind of think you have to look at the intentions of yeah. all the creators. Definitely. No, I agree with you on that. I think you have to look at you have to look at intentions, even if you're taking it to to the aspects of the law. Mm. There has to be intent there, and um, yeah, you. I couldn't completely the Woody Allen. I no. Mm. I think I was going to say with the Woody Mm. Allen thing. I have don't watch any of his films anyway. I've never have, so it's not something I've had to give up. But when you look into what he's been and his past with Ugh. young girls and even there's allegations against with him and his daughter, mm-hmm. I think um, I just think the whole thing is just it, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I really fully think Woody Allen should have been cancelled a long time ago. <laughs> but Georgina, young girls. Well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> can I just can I just put it in there? What we're talking about um, R. Kelly just now with underage I girls. Do think Explain. I do no, oh, I do think face. I do think with R. Kelly though, even though I said he was one of my problematic phase, I do think that people should no longer be making music with him. I don't think that he should actually be getting endorsements or going on tour or getting any money from the music. The music he's made is done. Okay. That's over. When it comes to new music, I'm not going to be going out and buying right. that. I'm not going to be purchasing it. I'm not going to be, you know, supporting him in that way. What, what if I'm you hear it on the radio, it's a banger. Contact- <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is with Arcadia as well, which is very problematic, and I just, I'm not sure if I should bring it up because it makes me look bad, is he called himself the Pied Piper at one stage. And yeah. Everyone knew about these allegations, and we still were all singing the Pied Piper ah, when he was singing. That is, I'm, why I'm saying that is because you were talking about intent. And he had songs with Aaliyah, her, her whole album was called like Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. He had, he was then calling himself the Pied Piper. So he's putting it into the music. And I think when it comes to that point now, we have to really look at the whole thing and maybe canceling the person. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. I think he needs to be canceled, Georgina. I think most people have <laughs> He's going on the fair. list. I'm probably the only on the list a long time ago. <laughs> still playing 12 playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting thing though because you were saying about how music in the future you would mm. you would not find you mm. not want to entertain do you think that there is a time limit on this kind of thing because a lot of people obviously you look back on the um the time that it was happening there are quite a few um shows and films and stuff that when i watch i go oh that was a bit not very tasteful but i think okay it was in the 90s or the 80s or whatever yes. and so is there a time frame on things do you feel more sympathy for stuff allegations that come out about people that were happening when they were young or when they were in a time when it was more acceptable what do you think mm, because oh. I know there have been recently a lot of things with people going back into tweets and they go through and they and these people are teenagers when they say these mm. things what do you think I think morals are morals I feel like whether it was 50 years ago 100 years ago you know what's right and what's wrong and I feel like if you're, I mean, maybe it's to do with your upbringing. I don't know. Mm. I've, I feel like I've, I've always just been taught what's right and what's yeah. wrong and what's okay to say and what's not. So I don't feel like, you know, whether even if I was little and I said something wrong, I'd be pulled up on it and, yeah. and told, no, like, don't you dare say that ever again. You've got to take account of your actions, haven't you? Yeah. Realize, so. I, I just, I feel like we just, you need to be very careful no matter how old you are or what area you're in. It's still not okay. You know, it's, it's about being just... I don't know, accept it, like mm. acceptable. <laughs> don't, don't you agree? No, I, I completely agree with that. When you were saying about um, different time, this is a, a, ever so slight tangent, but 
for example, I was watching Only Fools and Horses a couple of days ago, and I, it's one of my favourite programmes, and I absolutely love it. And I was watching a particular episode where Del Boy was being, well, some might deem today to be a little bit homophobic, and some of the language and stuff that he was using. And I found myself laughing at it. I found myself, I, I enjoyed the episode. Mm. Um, it doesn't make me think for a second that I'm homophobic. I think it was of its time. It was in the 80s. It was it was something. Yes, it's not said now. But so I, I am a little bit flexible on certain things. If you're looking at it, you, you hear a lot of younger people now um, saying that things like friends and stuff. Oh, yeah. friends was homophobic. Oh, friends was this. And I, I think it's a bit of a cop out to be honest. Oh, Perhaps really? because I'm older and it was my generation. What but do I you just mean think, by a cop out? Why why is it racist? Why is it homophobic? Because they were talking about Chandler's mum being... Was it Chandler's mum or Chandler's Chandler. yeah. father? Was transgender. But they made jokes about... Nobody mentions about the fact that they constantly made jokes about Monica's weight. They do yeah, that in TV now. that is so true. They Poor always Monica. made jokes about her weight and her size and... and, and you know, the fact that they, they hadn't necessarily made jokes about it, but a lot was said about the fact they couldn't have their own children. There were a lot of other yeah. issues. Mm. Rachel was seen as, you know, she had lots of different mm. boyfriends and things like that. It's okay for all those other issues to continue, mm. but we're not allowed to laugh at... at, at but I think, I think I they, people know. did bring up about the whole, the, the make the fat jokes. People, did they bring that up yeah, as well? Yeah, because okay, she was wearing a fat suit. And there's obviously, people brought up a lot recently with that show, Insatiable, that came mm. out where the lead actress wore a fat suit. And it was a lot about, you know, uh, not eating so you can be amazing and, and hot and then take revenge and stuff. And people brought up uh, everything from Friends with Monica as a kind of similarity, going, oh, look, we haven't even moved past it but I also think there's an idea you've got to take one issue at a time don't you yeah and so there are certain things um in the in the show where because Friends was actually one of the examples I wanted to talk about where it's not necessarily a person who has done something bad and created something but it, the show does have a lot of um inappropriate what I would call inappropriate jokes in which I actually don't find funny anymore when I watch Friends I, I watch it and I go oh I can't laugh at that, really, especially a lot with Chandler's uh, mother. Um, they make a lot of jokes about that, a lot, and about how uh, and and making fun of each other for being gay and all of mm. this kind of thing. Um, but it's interesting because that's a lot harder to just like it's harder to cancel, as it were. When you say you can't, it's hard to cancel an entire show, mm. a whole thing which in bits is funny and which you enjoyed and had good memories with. But I think my issue with that is. That people say that show was made in time, but the fact is people were watching it. People watched it at the time. People liked it at the time. People thought it was funny at that time. So the audience is complicit, as far as I'm concerned. You didn't watch it at the time and say, this is wrong. So I think that's why, for me personally, when we're going back to saying like about a timeline, like when things are made, you know, back in the day and, you know, they had like racist subtext or, you know, homophobic and stuff, my thing is, at the time, you were all watching it, you were all laughing. So don't come now and say to me, oh, well, you shouldn't watch that because of whatever mm. reason. I didn't create it. I didn't, I'm not complicit in this. It's already been on. It's already been aired. The audience at that time is who they made it for. Yeah. And that audience liked it. Now that everybody's now, you know, conscious about these things, it's, say, yes, you know, it's not great. But don't 
judge people that are still watching it. If I agree. I, mean. I think, yeah, th- summed it perfectly there. And also, I, I, th- a lot of the people that I heard talking about it were people who uh, so, uh, slightly a generation down from mm-hmm. me. So I'm 36. Mm-hmm. So it was very much popular when I was there. It was the sort of thing that I heard people saying and, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe people who are in their early to mid 20s who have obviously, it, they have a different insight to people of my generation. And I do think that, cert, like, be said it does leave a slight oh slight mm. sour taste in the mouth at some of the stuff I completely acknowledge and respect that but like Georgina said we were watching it we were laughing at it at the time so mm. I and don't take it too seriously to be honest it's also like look, it's not on air now so if it was still on air then we could say you know we don't want to hear that we don't want to see that but mm. it's over now it's just it also it's like what extent do we take it as well though because if Oh, if if we are so sensitive about everything, I know mm. we've already touched on these these issues before in different podcasts, but it's like you know where where do we stop? Because mm. everything we say could be <laughs> taken the wrong way by someone in ten years' time. You've got to see yeah. that BBC do you know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine in fifty years' time, we'll, we'll be monotone but no, because we we can't say anything. So it's 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 hard. It's it, it, that's it's something too much. yeah that I wanna <laughs> wanna ask about whether you think that the, the idea of cancelling people has it gone too far? Are we um, are, are we just cancelling people left, right, and centre because they say one tiny thing that we all think, oh, God, we can't do it? What do you think, Nish? Um, I think that it's very much about the way people deal with their wrongdoings mm. as well. Because, for example, I know this isn't um, like a, well, actually, it kind of, I guess, is a bit against women, but, well, it is against women, <laughs> but, um, so Kevin Hart, when he mm-hmm. cheated on his wife. Mm. Yeah. I felt like he dealt with that very well. I felt like he was very publicly open about it and apologising it and the way he... And even, like, the collaborations he did with J. Cole and, like, the, what he mm-hmm. says in his jokes now in ter- trying to, like, explain it. I felt like he dealt with it quite well. And in my head, he's not cancelled now. When he first did it, he was cancelled. I was like, <laughs> no, He's been uncancelled. Yeah. <laughs> You've resubscribed. I'm going to have to check out that apology. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like it was really heartfelt. And, mm. like, the way he's just dealt with it and gone about it in his content now mm. is, is, is really taking um, responsibility for Took what he did. Of it, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is really important. I think these artists or whoever ta- talent they may be, and they just need to think about the way they you know, actually come across after what they've done wrong. Mm. And also you've got to think as well when we're saying about perhaps, you know, getting offended at every single thing. The the, the trouble with that is you're going to end up with a type of a a, a boy who cried wolf scenario, particularly mm. for myself, I'll just use my own experience. So um, as a black person, um, I, I do sometimes get frustrated, even sometimes at black people, if if some if they've gone into a shop or, or something's happened and somebody might have treated them a bit mm. badly or something's not gone. Don't default straight away to saying obviously it's because it's racism or or if it's a, a gay person. Or, oh, well, it's homophobic. It might not necessarily be that. Mm. If you're throwing out these, these, and they're quite strong insults, for someone to call me a racist or a homophobe, I take that really, really personally. You know, you've really got to get your, your ducks in a row for that one. <laughs> it could just be a bit of a, an asshole. you know. They yeah. just might not be a very nice person and treated mm. you badly on that particular day. Mm. Um, so I think you've, you we choose a cause at a time. That's the one thing that I think, you know, that's why our young generation gets called snowflakes to, mm. to a certain degree. I, I think it's ridiculous, yeah. but it's because of that sort of thing. We yeah. can't jump on every single issue. Every time someone says one word wrong 
or one mm. pronoun wrong mm. or one thing wrong. They may not have intended to cause offence. Mm. Yeah. I think we just need to take it sometimes take a step back and look at the bigger picture. But at the same time, as somebody, I very proudly would call myself a snowflake. I am such a snowflake. Mm-hmm. I am sensitive to everything. And that's m- often because I am aware that somebody, uh, me as a white middle class able mostly able-bodied woman um there are things that won't upset me and i would see as being overreactions from somebody else but i would hate it if somebody said that i was overreacting about something so if somebody was saying something for example one of my bugbears is about ocd um when people say i'm so ocd that really really gets gets my go really really annoys me and i somebody a lot of people do feel that that is overreacting that me saying I don't want you to say I'm OCD because I love my pencils in the colour order. So I am always, always aware about the intersections and is that something important for us to talk about in terms of art, whereas there are going to be certain things that people who aren't... Uh, who Intersectional feminism, essentially. Where do you think that, that plays a role in art and creative, that, that discussion? Oh, don't know about that one. <laughs> Don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah, I'm sorry, yes, quite a large question to kind of throw at you all, just because, yeah. I think it's when you when you have personal experience of something, I think it's a lot easier to have an opinion on it. I don't personally have anything like that that I would get offended at. Um, so I don't, I don't know, yeah. I, can't, I can't say, I'm afraid. I'm no. not sure. That's but I totally yeah. to hear where you're coming from. It would annoy me as well, I think. Yeah, I... I I completely appreciate what B's saying as well. Um, I was actually diagnosed with with OCD and um, I'd never sort of told anybody about it years ago because, again, I was just worried about people's reaction. It was only when people, well, a couple of members of my family noticed some things that I was doing, touching doors, scratching shoes and things like that. And they were like, oh, what's that about sort of thing? And I kind of glossed over it. So to hear someone say, oh, well, no, actually, I like to put these tins in this order or I like my phone in this way. Oh, yeah, I'm really OCD. It's Mm. almost like it's just a flippant comment. It's... Yeah, mm. for people that are actually genuinely suffering yeah. with it. It's because I, I, I it, kind of posed that just because there was there have been certain things recently, actually, shows that have kind of been very... Um, I'm thinking specifically of uh, the show 13 Reasons Why, which mm. I thought, oh, as, as a sufferer of mental health, I thought it was dealt with so poorly, and yet the majority of people... Loved it, and they thought it was amazing. And yeah, they thought I'm it was such a great it. representation of mental health, and it was this, and it was that, and it was that. But as somebody who suffers from mental health, I really and, and people thought that that was being too sensitive and go, oh, you've got to show it, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from with the whole intersectionality thing. Whereas, how much do we have to listen to other people when it comes to them saying, I don't like this art, or I don't like this joke, or I don't like this. It would have been interesting to see how many people writing and creating that show actually Mm. had gone through mental health issues. Or consulted people who had research. Yeah, yeah. It would be be interesting if actually it came out that there were lots because Mm. then it would just show that actually it's just a completely different spectrum Mm. of issues that some people can't relate to. Mm. And I think that's where it's hard as well. It's like, there's just so many, yeah. the variety, the broad spectrum. People's experiences, are, even when we talk mm. about mental health and stuff, everyone's experience is different. Mm. Yeah. My, mm. Mine is, is, is so mild in comparison to one of my best friends who struggles to leave the house. Sometimes it can be that bad. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, if I was writing a, a screenplay or something like that, unless I was really, well, I think sensible, really, I think it's the sensible thing to do to get as much background knowledge and research as possible. But let's admit not everybody does that. People sometimes tend to put things through their own perspective and their own eyes. Mm. So it's not that they're not necessarily sensitive to it, but they can only see it in the way that they've experienced it. Yeah. Which is, you know, mm. it can be tough. I yeah, I kind of wanna round off just asking you guys whether you think there is anything that we can learn from I mean, she were talking about how Kevin Harpsey dealt with certain um what's the word? Uh infidelity. Yeah, yeah. the infidelity. kind of scandals. <laughs> scandals. Yeah. Um and you thought that that was a, a a good thing. Do you think that there's something that we can learn from the way that people deal with their thing that they're being cancelled on? Or do you think there's anything we can learn from this whole Depends what it is. I think if it's to to an extent because <laughs> if you're a paedophile. Yeah. Saying sorry isn't going to cut it, mate. Like, you're cancelled. Like, that's Mm. it. No matter how much pleading or how much Mm. evidence or how much, you know, that's just, it's not okay. So, Mm. done. Non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. So, I think it depends on on what you've done wrong. Um, But I also think that we just need to be, as people, um, understanding of, of people's circumstances as well. Because we don't really know what everyone's going through or been through. Um, in, in some cases so I think it's about being open and minded but everyone can believe what you want like if you do you know what? I'm never gonna I'm never gonna think poorly of you because you still listen to R. Kelly mm. or no, do you know I what I mean too. like it's I don't I feel like yeah. you know everyone is on their own journey and has their own opinions and I would never think badly of anyone who who, you know, well, yeah, it's just it. four of us here, and we've all said we've all admit that's kind of why I wanted to start off with that yeah. section. Just to, we are all we've all in, consumed art that we even mm. we think it's is great, bad. Well mm. done, like that that section, even we yeah. don't think is good, and it, never mind what other people think about it. And don't you think as well that some art really is contributing, even though the creator might be terrible on one side, the art that they're creating is actually contributing to mm. the world or contributing something to people's lives mm. i think that the reason we're so attached to music and art and art and films and stuff is because it's actually adding something to our lives it's it's making us feel certain emotions and i think just because the creator is a terrible person or has problematic or flawed. yes it might not even be they, terrible just flawed. but in some cases yeah. they are terrible <laughs> <laughs> um, i think that as for us as the consumer and for us watching that piece of art that they've created i think that that can stand on its own. What would you I do? Think it can stand on its own. If Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, mm. all these incredible content creators came out and they had they had like they had done bad stuff. But is it in the music though? That's <laughs> the it's not in the music, but I'm still buying it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, you see, we're all laughing and we're talking about this, and this is great. But one person that we've not mentioned here, and I know it's a bit of a curveball, but I'm gonna say it anyway, as much as I love him to pieces, Michael Jackson. Bro, oh god. I'm just saying no no no, I'm just saying it quickly. I'm just saying it quickly. Michael Jackson. Think of all the things that mm. scandals and whatnot. Mm. There's people, people still out here dressing up as him for Halloween, fainting, yes, dropping down when he. We must also remember that that went to court and he was acquitted. So we should feel like if you want to still listen to him, you can. Mm. 
just quickly going back to your Kardashians comment because I'm annoyed that we haven't touched on that. We haven't really got enough time, but um, I'm annoyed at myself because I follow Kim Kardashian and I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. Honestly, I really don't. I disagree with everything she's about. Mm-hmm. I don't like the gummy bears thing. No. I don't like the surgery thing. The really, the waist trainers. Everything the... is bad. Oh, yeah, lollipop thing. That's being racist around children. You know why? Why? Uh, why do I do it? Why do we do it as a society? It's I so don't true. understand. It's so true. She's around children. She's sorry. You're joking. What? That's, well, for that's, well, another day. that's for another day. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, yeah, this has been so interesting. I think this is such an important topic as well, just because obviously we touched on it at the end, the intersections and how everyone can have different viewpoints on what we're consuming, how we're consuming, all of that sort of stuff, and we all have problematic faves. It just is how it is. Absolutely. And uh, to you guys out there, thank you so much as well. Like, we couldn't do this without you. Don't forget that we have new episodes out every month with different members of Women of Power. So make sure you stay tuned. We have lots of previous episodes for you to listen to. So if you've enjoyed this, then make sure you go back and listen to those. And please do review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And of course, follow us on all the socials at Women of Power UK. We post loads of content on there and you can keep up to date with any events that we put on. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. You've been really, really great. Um, I'm off to go and watch an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. If anyone wants to join me. Because around here I come. And yes, please do listen in to the next episode. We'll see you very soon. Peace. Only bulls and horses rocks, by the way. (laughs) 